We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Vision is that people should have the ultimate inconvenience, being able to get the things they care about. That's from Bill Gates. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia and today's theme is the gift of convenience. And I'm Joven Hundel. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you, too, can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be The Star You Are needs your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at bethestarur.org, and you can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. Alrighty, so for the gift of convenience today, we'll be reading a chapter from the book Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World by Cynthia Bryant. And this chapter is specifically from our lovely founder um, and producer, Cynthia Bryan, who is a New York Times bestselling author of several books, a TV radio personality and producer, a lecturer, and an enrichment coach who specializes in acting, media, writing, speaking, and life success. Cynthia is the founder and executive director of Be The Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity, and we empower women, families, and youth through increased literacy, improved positive media messages, and skills for living. She writes for magazines, newspapers, and online sites. As a joyful baby boomer, she is honored to have mentored thousands of millennials, including her own two children. Uh, In her spare time, Cynthia can be found working in her garden or playing with her barnyard of adopted animals. Make sure to visit her and her wonderful work at CynthiaBryan.com. So here we go. This is The Gift of Convenience by our lovely Cynthia Bryan. Water was streaming from the cabinet under the kitchen sink. Dang, another leak. We had just recovered from a major remodel upstairs due to a toilet leak that had occurred when we were on vacation. I sure as heck didn't need another catastrophe. I turned the water off, called my plumber, and put a towel over the sink with a large note. Water leak! Do not use faucet! It was two days before the faucet could be replaced, and in those 48 hours, my husband and I realized how many times a day we turned on the faucet to use the sink. We couldn't wash dishes, we couldn't wipe the counters or clean the vegetables. How we had taken for granted the convenience of running water. 
In actuality, how had we taken for granted all the conveniences we utilize daily? Flashback to the 1930s when my mom was growing up in an old Victorian house on the grounds of Beulieu Winery in Rutherford, California. My grandfather had immigrated from the Italian part of Switzerland at the end of the 20th century to help run the winery. 20 years later, he wrote to an acquaintance in Switzerland, asking for one of his daughters to be his wife. Since survival was challenging in the old country, especially for women, his friend shipped his youngest daughter off to America as a mail-order bride with the hope that she'd have a better life. On the ship manifest, her occupation was listed as maid. My mother was the youngest of six children birthed in rapid succession. As a child, her only toy was a sock doll, sock doll made by my noni, noni, or grandmother. Her clothes were all hand-me-downs from the older children, also fashioned by my nani out of flower socks. There wasn't the convenience of a local shopping mall, nor did they have the money to order anything from the Sears catalog. The kids walked to the one-room schoolhouse barefoot, carrying their shoes so that they wouldn't wear out the soles too quickly. No fancy Air Jordans for this motley crew. This big three-story house had no running water, no indoor plumbing, no heating, and no electricity. Toilets were in a rickety wooden outhouse at the back of the property where rattlesnakes and black widow spiders hid. During the night, if anyone had to use the bathroom, a chamber pot stored under the bed was the toilet. <coughs> Sorry. As the, younger ch child, as the youngest child, it was my mom's job to empty the chamber pots for the family in the morning. There was no supermarket to buy groceries. The family grew all of the vegetables, herbs, and fruit that they would consume and foraged in the surrounding creeks and countryside for other edibles. At an early age, all of the children were trained to hunt and fish. The lotter and icebox, an actual insulated box filled with ice blocks, was filled throughout the seasons with a variety of pigeons, quail, robins, frogs, turkeys, deers, and pheasants from the nearby woods. Fish was caught and eaten on Fridays. Clothes were scrubbed on a washboard and hung on a line in the garden to dry. And wood had to be chopped to keep the fires burning. At bath time, water was boiled over the open pit and everyone took a bath one by one in the same water in the order in which they were born. Convenience? There was none. Yet the family was happy and the stories they tell about their ragtag childhood could fill a book of humor. I often think about that big spooky house where I played as a child and my nanny's life as a maid whenever I start feeling that I'm overwhelmed with household chores. As hard as I work daily, it is nothing compared to the toil she endured raising six children without any conveniences. Technology has afforded us so many gadgets and gizmos to make life easier, swifter, and faster. We are infinitely spoiled and definitely assume our modern conveniences are entitlements. The average American house boasts at least two bathrooms, three bedrooms, a kitchen and a great, or a great room with a refrigerator, microwave, dishwater, a washer, sink, oven, telephone, three televisions, and two cars in the garage. We don't have to cook over the fire nor boil water to take a bath. Flush our toilets and don't empty chamber pots. With a flick of our finger, we turn on lights, heaters, air conditioners, blenders, and fans. We own smartphones, tablets, computers, iPods, and other smart appliances to keep us connected, organized, and entertained. Google Earth lets us scan neighborhoods anywhere in the world. Drones deliver packages. FaceTime and Skype enable us to video chat. Echo's Alexa listens for our commands. And cars drive themselves. 
If we don't feel like cooking or don't know how to cook, we can shop online, buy fully prepared healthy meals, order delivery, or feast at a fast food joint. Plant gardens because we want to, not because we have to, and most of us don't hunt game to feed our families. Want to travel to another part of the globe? We book a ticket on a jet and only travel by ship for pure pleasure, not necessity. Artificial intelligence operates everywhere within our everyday existence. Millennials don't remember a time without all of these tools of expediency. We are steeped in comfort and convenience while awaiting anxiously for the next exciting invention that will enhance and augment expediency. Back to the future, I drove my car to the hardware store after quickly searching online for the best consumer kitchen faucet on the market that would be available for a rapid pickup. The plumber arrived at my house and installed the faucet within an hour. Voila. Running hot and cold water plus a soap dispenser. Problem solved. How grateful I am for all of our modern conveniences. Now, if only technology could figure out a button to beam me across the world in 10 minutes without having to get on that cramped airplane, I'd be an even happier camper. (laughs) And so now a small little exercise also written by Cynthia Bryan for this chapter. This exercise is called Beam Me Up, Scotty. If you are a Star Trek fan, you understand how convenient it was to be beamed instantly to another portal. For this exercise, enjoy a friendly competition with one more, one or more friends. Each person makes a list of all the things that have made our lives easier, swifter, safer, and more organized that weren't in existence 100 years ago. Have everyone re- read their ho- list aloud and offered a prize to the person with the most conveniences. Discuss what have been the most important innovations and inventions of modern times. And be grateful that we are living in such a comfortable era for society. Extra points for writing down Dr. Fleming's 1928 accidental discovery of penicillin, Dr. Salk's mm-hmm. 1953 announcement of his polio vaccine, or the recent drugs to treat HIV. Then, brainstorm ideas that you'd like to see invented in the near future. This topic will encourage a lively conversation. Want to know what's on my list? Besides being able to be myself across the world, tied for my number one dream innovation would be the ability to clone myself and cure all cancers. Coming soon, I hope. And now a small little quote that complements the chapter in the exercise very well. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge. And this is a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, oh so that was... Yeah, awesome chapter there. Which Absolutely. I thought it was really great to be able to... Uh, you know, hear all of the struggles that people went through that Cynthia's uh, grandmother went through without all of the conveniences that we really take for granted today. And it was definitely a bit of a reflection on, you know, our lives and all the things that we have that we, again, take for granted and think are just part of our daily lives. And, you know, we sometimes when we're in a bad mood about all the little things that aren't going right. But at the end of the day, living in the modern world is objectively, even though it has its problems, it's just objectively a lot easier, I would say, than living in the past because you have all of these different innovations. And I think the one of the main maybe goals of this show this week is to really think about 
inconveniences that we're given and be grateful for them. Uh, well, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was um, sorry. I was just saying that, yeah, I absolutely would echo all those statements. And I want to thank you, Brigitte, for this awesome discussion. Uh, listeners, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. We have lots of fun events coming up, so be sure to check out www.bethestarur.org and follow our blog. A shout-out of gratitude to Michael Verbrug Construction, who is sponsoring our booth at the Moraga Fair. I'm Joven Hundel. And I'm Brigitte Gio. Be the star you are founder and Express Yourself producer Cynthia Bryan has just authored a new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener. It's now available at CynthiaBryan.com slash online hyphen store with 25% of all proceeds benefiting Be the Star You Are and Express Yourself. Watch our fun and informative videos at YouTube.com slash Be the Star You Are. Keep listening as we discuss the gift of convenience. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our uplifting and inspiring program. I'm Joven Hundle, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, which is brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today's show is centered all around the gift of convenience. And I'm Brigitte Gia. Joining us in this next segment is dating and makeover expert Kim Seltzer. With a vat of knowledge and experience as a therapist, certified style coach, and dating coach and matchmaker, Kim has helped hundreds of people find lasting love and connections and build valuable relationships using her unique confidence makeover process. Using an outside-in approach, Kim has changed hundreds of lives by changing their style, emotional, and social intelligence using her signature formula, the Charisma Quotient. And she works on body language, first impressions, image and messaging and how it impacts attraction. Uh, Kim is a Los Angeles-based expert, and she travels around the country helping people discover their confidence, charisma, and connection as a speaker at national matchmaking conferences, eHarmony, Neutrogena, and iDate, as well as her own annual conference series for men and women titled The Makeover Blueprint. You can also find Kim as a frequent co-host on the podcasts The Art of Charm with Jordan Arbinger, as well as past episodes on the traveling live dating show The Great Love Debate, and in her new cable reality dating show The Romance. You can also listen to her now on her very own podcast, The Charisma Quotient. 
With that, let's welcome Kim onto the show. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. We're really excited to have you here today and uh, to speak about some of the work that you've done helping people make connections and find their confidence. So I'll just go ahead and jump in with a few questions. Uh, I, I want to know, you know, um, Kim, how did you get started as a dating coach and a stylist? Yeah, well, I have a long story. I don't know how much time we have, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a quite a long story and, and a road that I never thought I would be going down. And that's what's so interesting. And, you know, when I was young, when I was about your age, I, if, if someone were to ask me then if I would become a dating coach, I would have said, what are you talking about? I never <laughs> dreamed that this would be my path. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, and it was funny listening to my bio being played back at me, that, you know, although I've had great professional experiences and that's kind of led me to where I am today, it's really my own story that got me doing what I'm doing, right? And and I always say we're always our own best teacher every single time. And that's really why I'm so passionate about it. You know, I, 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 I actually am from Chicago originally, and I kind of had a traditional life, really. I practiced as a therapist for a long time and helped kids and teens. I did family therapy and kind of had like a nice, comfy, cozy little career, you would say. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was my trajectory. Like I thought that's what my life was going to be. I was married and then I had a couple kids. I had the dog, I had the picket fence, you name it. Then we all pick up. We moved to La La Land here in Los Angeles. And I always <laughs> joke, <laughs> I, I did what all the other people here, we get a divorce and Obviously, there were other issues, right? I'm joking. But um, but that honestly was like when the record stopped and my life completely changed as I knew it. And I, I really was going down a dark path, to be honest. I, did, I couldn't be a therapist at that point. I mean, I always joke, if anyone had come to me at that moment in my life, I would be like, you think you have issues? Like, let me go on the couch for a second and tell you about my problems. Because I was in no way, shape, or form even close to helping other people. But what it taught me after, you know, being in bed for so long and just self-reflecting, is that I needed to kind of redefine myself, rediscover who I was and um, get back to my own identity that was separate from my husband. And literally, and I tell people this all the time, I felt like I was going through adolescence again. That's what's funny about, you know, like we're talking about as a teen. I like, I seriously, I broke out. I was chasing boys. I was learning how, you know, I was kind of learning how to date again, but later in life and as a different woman. Um And I realized, you know, kind of the importance of just getting back to who I was and reinvention. Um, And here's how I got into doing what I do, because you asked, how did I become like the stylist and dating coach? Well, first of all, I had to kind of learn it, right? So as I was learning, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I like, I am finding real value and like teaching myself and learning from other people. I wonder if I could do that with others. The other thing that happened is I lost a lot of weight and I was in all these like horrible black clothes that were like five times too big for me. I still think I was wearing the nursing bras at the time, to be honest. I wasn't even pregnant. (laughs) Like, can you picture? This is how I looked and I was supposed to go out there and attract a guy. And I said, okay, I really, I got to go shopping. And so I went shopping. And this woman was watching me. I was like roaming the store, still picking out my black clothes, of course. And she pulls up 
this red dress in the dressing room. She's like, ma'am, I thought maybe you'd want to try this on. I said, oh, that's really sweet of you, but that's really not my size. And that is so not my color. And she said, honey, that (laughs) is your size. And that is your color. (laughs) So I said, okay. So I, I slip it on begrudgingly and I twirl around like Cinderella and I look in the mirror and I could not believe what I saw. Like it was profound. You know, I, I saw in front of me this woman with this dress on and she was right. Like I, this was me, but I just hadn't seen me in so long. And in that moment, I realized how powerful it was to have that outside transformation and that there was a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner when it comes to confidence. Because look, I mean, I had a great group of friends. I had a great support system. I was talked out to death, but I still couldn't get out of my own way until I saw myself differently. And that, and then the rest is history, right? Like you heard my bio and, and <laughs> went to another, and so here I am talking to you. Well, and I love that, like, um, that you have this whole story. So you have this career as a therapist, but then you really find your true calling. You find yourself even later on in life. Because, you know, in today's society, when we're we're asking 17-year-old, I mean, kids to just decide what they're going to do for the next however many decades. And so I, I just like hearing that, that you were able to... Um, find yourself, find what you actually wanted to do and help yourself, help other people as well. And let me tell you, yeah, what you you think you know now will change again and it'll change again. And and to be okay with that, you know, I think, um, and especially in today's society, there's so much pressure around succeeding and doing everything perfect and having that vision of what you want to do. And I I remember that as a teen, like having that pressure of like, what am I going to do with my life? And I'm living proof that, you know, sometimes what you think is going to be your life isn't, or it comes in a different form. And to realize that all these past experiences and what you guys are about to embark upon, they're experiences that will help form who you are. And it might morph and transition and change, but embrace it. See it as gifts rather than, oh, I can't believe I'm not getting what I want. And, oh, I failed. Or, oh, I'm not good enough. It's not about that. It's about actually using these as like teachable moments to help shape who you be, who you will become. Absolutely. And I think I really, I really needed those words. Uh, I'm a, I'm a high school senior getting in those college decisions and they're coming in, they're coming back. And sometimes it's hard not to drag your feet a little and be like, Oh, this is, this is not what I wanted or this is, you know, this is not the plan that I had, but hearing you speak about where your life went and uh, how you've, you know, turned from one path down another incredibly successful path. I think that is definitely (laughs) inspiring to me and I know it will be to our audience as well. And, you know, speaking of kind of, you know, finding a path and Mm -hmm. being flexible about uh, where you're going, uh, I wanted to ask him about the charisma quotient and the sort of confidence makeover um, system you've got going on. Is it, is it like a set sort of process or formula or do you, do you take it by client? Like how, how does it work? 
Yeah, no, that's a good question. Well, it's funny because after doing this for so many years, and, and again, my services have changed over the time. I mean, I used to just go shopping, right, with people. and But what was funny is as I was going shopping with people, I realized I was changing people in one shopping spree more than I did in years in therapy with people. I'm like, oh, something. Oh. Is, yeah, like maybe I should be doing a little more with this. So then um, what I started doing and given my therapy background and the, the dating coaching is I started doing these in-person immersion programs where literally, because I would watch, you guys are probably too young for the, do you, do you remember the show What Not to Wear? I don't. Do you guys know that show? Well, okay, so it was this. Yeah, you guys. No, it, it was a kind of an old classic, like makeover show, and people these these two people would ambush people on the street, and they would make them over. And I was obsessed with it. I was like, Oh my god, I want to do that! Like, look how happy those people are. And but then I wondered, well, does it really stick? Like, do people carry that confidence with them? after that makeover. So I wanted to create a a real life situation where people could get that process where I do take people shopping and I help them with their body language, their first impressions, build up their confidence from the outside and then figure out, and this is the therapist in me, kind of, you know, where people are getting stuck. And I hear, I say this all the time. Our past is connected to the future and the choices we make, the patterns that get created. I mean, look at like your environment that you grew up in, your, your friendships, your social circle, your family, they all shape you. And sometimes not, in a good way, right? And so then you kind of develop these bad habits or patterns and, and attraction and stuff like that. So um, helping people realize some of that. But then the coach in me really is action-oriented, and I help people push through a lot of the stuff by doing things in action. So instead of sitting on a chair and telling me that you have body image issues, I'd rather just take you shopping and show you how fabulous you can look in that dress, you know? And it's it's magical. So, you know, I do these intensive weekends and that is kind of my confidence, you know, process. You asked about the charisma quotient. Um, I developed that because I was trying to figure out a way to just really help people understand what I do. And what's interesting about charisma for me, and this is my magic bullet, if you will, charisma is something that you learn. Like no one is born with charisma. People think, oh, well, you know, George Clooney, he just was like that as a baby. Like, no, <laughs> I mean, he learned that somewhere. And what, I was thinking he um, he had that cleft chin when he was- Which one? <laughs> uh, George Clooney, he had, that, he had that cleft chin and that high- Oh, the cleft chin. Yeah, that was so cute. He probably hated it growing up. That's what's so funny. You know, like the things that end up being charming are always the things we hated early on. You'll see that it's as you cuties. get older. Um, yeah, so anyway, th- what what's cool about charisma is that it is teachable. And within the charisma- I believe there's three ingredients, and this is what I really work on in my process. First one being your style intelligence, how you put yourself together, how you present yourself, because your image tells a story about you and who you are, and people make judgment calls based on how you present yourself. And what's neat about it is like just if you knew changing a few things about your look could really impact the way people treat you and view you, and that will actually create more connections for you, get, given what your goals are with that. So I work on body language. I work on, you know, just, yeah, how you dress, take you shopping, 
Um, and then the second ingredient is your emotional intelligence. Have you guys heard of that? It, I know it's a big buzzword right now, emotional intelligence. Uh, EQ. <laughs> you got EQ. I'm telling you guys, like EQ is way more important than your IQ. You'll see like later on, it's, you know, that is what really connects people to people. That's how you manage and identify your feelings so that people feel you rather than creating superficial or lopsided relationships. And even like in the job force, um, you know, there's a lot of studies that say people will actually hire you if you're likable and, and even more so than what you know, you know, to be true. And that's, what's interesting about it is that people think that they have to know all the facts and they, they study their butts off and they have to get all this stuff in place before college or what really, if, if you are charming, you have charisma, you can connect with people, you have great people skills, you'll be hired over that person who knows everything but then has no people skills, right? So I think it's a really important thing to teach people, especially when it comes to attraction. And then finally, the third ingredient is social intelligence. And that, that's how we manage relationships. And then, of course, I teach flirting, you know, when it comes to <laughs> attraction and in both sexes. And then also... Um, I have this whole social engagement formula that I teach people and how to move conversations from facts to getting really connected with them. Oh, that's really interesting. I, yeah, a lot of the things you're talking about just really seem to ring true. Like when you're talking about um, getting chosen uh, for being charismatic sometimes over just the whole knowledge factor, I think a lot of that goes back to these employees. They're thinking, do I really want to work with this person? And then yes. And social gatherings, whatever. Do I want to have a friendship with this person, a relationship, all that kind of stuff? I think it is really important what you're doing there. And so yeah. thank you, Kim, for an incredible conversation. Unfortunately, we are out of time for this segment, but we will be continuing our conversation in the next portion of the show. And audience, to learn more about Kim and the brilliant work she does, go to www.eliteimagemakeovers.com and www.seltzerstyle.com. Seltzer is spelled S-E-L-T-Z-E-R. Audience, make sure to also visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, blogs, and more. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Brigitte Chia. If you are a fan of baseball and live in Northern California, Be the Star You Are has actually been chosen as the nonprofit of the night for the June 15th baseball game between the Oakland A's and the Los Angeles Angels. Tickets are tax deductible and discounted to only $32 for second tier field seats. So make sure you guys are visiting our charity site at bethestarur.org slash events to buy your tickets today. Stay right here with us as we continue our discussion with Kim on the gift of convenience. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at be the star you are radio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. 
We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte Gia, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we're continuing our hour on the gift of convenience. And I'm Joven Hundle. Joining us again today is our wonderful guest, Kim Seltzer. Kim is a therapist, certified style coach, dating coach, and matchmaker who's helped countless individuals with relationship and image issues through her, uni- through her unique confidence makeover process. Using an outside-in approach, Kim transforms clients' style, emotional, and social intelligence using her signature formula, the Charisma Quotient. She helps them work on body language, first impressions, image and messaging, and how it impacts attraction. Kim is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post and DigitalRomance.com with additional appearances in Cosmopolitan, Redbook, Reader's Digest, Ask Men, Fox News Magazine, Yahoo Shine, and the Washington Examiner, among a myriad of other publications. You can find Kim as a frequent co-host on the podcast The Art of Charm with Jordan Harbinger, as well as past episodes on the traveling live dating show The Great Love Debate, and in her new cable reality dating show The Romance. You can also listen to her now on her own, very own podcast, The Charisma Quotient. And with that, let's welcome Kim back onto the show. Hi, Kim. Hi. And so just to continue our conversation from the last um, segment, yeah. so we're kind of just jumping right in, what exactly does a day of work entail for you? So what does your routine kind of look like? Oh, my gosh. Well, and I think I, this is the part I love about being an entrepreneur is that every day is different. <laughs> you know, it's um, I wake up and I'm, I'm just like excited to see, you know, who's in my inbox, what I have going on. Um, and and this is why I love doing what I'm doing, because, you know, I'm I'm able to reach a lot of people through my podcast. So sometimes I'll do recordings. Um, sometimes I'll be doing video summits and I do a lot of video and, and media stuff. Sometimes I'm writing and blogging. Um, and those are the outlets that I enjoy to be able to reach just like, you know, your program, so many people, because, you know, one of the frustrations for me about doing just the one-on-one work is that I, I just want to reach more people and help more people. Um, but then sometimes I do. I have the one-on-one intensives. I also provide um, Skype and video and phone coaching. So I have clients all over the world, actually. I just got off the phone with my client in Australia. Oh so, goodness. you know, I've, Right. I like that's what's so beautiful about it. And I have various programs from group coaching to uh, which is a new program. It's the Love Makeover Boot Camp, which is um, super fun. And then, you know, individual ones as well. And I do these virtual makeovers. And this is 
this is a fun thing. So anyone's looking to kind of revamp their image. And by the way, I've worked with teens. I've worked with like people entering college. It's a great time to look at your image, you know, as you transition to the next phase in your life. And uh, I do one hour video session where I teach you about your body type and your colors and um, what, you know, looks, I share my screen and what looks like would be really good for you and where to shop and the brands that would also compliment you. So it really varies. And that's why I love it. Absolutely. That sounds, uh, you know, just thrilling to be able to, you know, start the day with a new outlook. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, yeah, I, I'm going into that college experience myself, so I I might need to need to sign up for for a session with you. That sounds pretty incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh, you totally should! I, I I just went shopping with someone your age ish, and she was entering, and she had really low self confidence though. And the first thing, you know, again, like I could have just started with her about all the things that she feared, and she didn't have much of a social circle. She was scared that you know because she was psychoanalyze her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, and, and I could have started there. And, and believe me, we did go there, but I, I first had to get her feeling good in her body. And we started going shopping, and she doesn't wear makeup. And we just put a little gloss on her. You know, it was just like a little lift me up. And I tell you, this, this girl soared, and her confidence, like, I immediately started like blossoming. And then we started talking about the real stuff. And then I helped her talk to people and, taught her like conversation tricks so that when she went off to college that it would be easier to meet people and I wa- I'm happy to say that you know after she entered college I got a note from her she's like Kim thank you so much like I have a whole like circle of friends now I'm loving college and I feel like really confident oh my gosh that's absolutely brilliant that's so nice and you know Kim you obviously you've been helping so many people gain their confidence and really mm-hmm. find themselves and you know has has it given anything to you what what do you think um how do you think that your career has impacted you as a person oh no I've always been a really confident person I've never struggled with confidence no, I'm just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably like what no 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 I actually and I love that you asked this because I, I like talking about you know my personal experiences because again like I think we've all been there and Here's the thing that's funny about confidence is that, and and this is how I truly define confidence. Confidence is experience. I don't believe that a person is not confident because there's always one area in their life that they do feel pretty good at. Why? Because they've had practice at it. And now, you know, before my divorce, I, I honestly, I thought of myself as a pretty confident person. I mean, it was an evolution. And obviously in your teen years, it goes up, up and down as you form your identity. But when the record stopped and, and, you know, all that stuff in front of me happened, my confidence was shot. Like I literally felt like I was going back in time and, and kind of being a teenager, again, a teenager all over again, trying to find my way. And why? Because I didn't have exposure to being a single mom. I didn't know what that was going to be like. It was so scary. And and I feel like that's what prevents people from getting, you know, kind of out of their own way is that fear factor. And so confidence and fear, it's so intertwined. And the best 
advice I think I could give anybody who is struggling with some of those fears of doing something new or different is to just do it. Put yourself into action and do it over and over and over again. And don't look at it as like, oh my God, I'm going to fail. Look at it as, oh gosh, I'm just going to gain a ton of experience and things are going to work and things are not going to work, but that's going to help me figure out who I am and how to get there. Oh, some really powerful stuff. A lot of food for thought that you've given us there. Um, And so I also wanted to ask you, so I come from a family that's not really very open about our feelings or that kind of thing. We don't really talk about that kind of stuff. Um, And so as a result, I'm not either very open with my kind of feelings and stuff. So I was just wondering, how exactly do you get people to kind of open up when you first meet them? So how does that make you feel when you can't feel? Well, it's not necessarily a matter that I don't feel. I just, I I don't really talk to people about that kind of stuff. It's just not the way that I was, I guess, raised. Well, see, you're talking about it right now. That's why I was kind of pushing you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was, I was kind of being, you know, I was kind of joking because that, but that is, it's, it's um that emotional intelligence and especially most of, actually a lot of my clients grew up in, in a family kind of environment or even culturally that where emotions weren't expressed. And and what I always say to people, it, it's just like learning another language. When you're not used to it and you haven't practiced it, how are you supposed to know it? I mean, you can't talk Spanish if you've never spoken Spanish growing up. And so speaking and identifying your feelings feels really foreign and you're not used to it and you're used to maybe listening more or putting more focus on other people because that's how you you know your comfort level so you got to make a conscious effort in learning first of all how to identify your feelings. And I do a lot of exercises around that. There's even an app for that, that I have people, I I put them on this app. Uh It's called, yeah, it's called the mood meter and anyone can check it out. It's really, really great because, um, these guys from Yale university, I think started it in, in actually helping kids improve their emotional intelligence. And it helps you identify what you're feeling in your body and then label what that feeling is so that you have the vocabulary to express yourself because that's the other problem is when you're not used to talking about your feelings or or even knowing what they are, people, you might just give generic answers. Yeah, well, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, that's cool. But that's not a feeling (laughs) like you, you, people can't understand exactly what you're feeling. So it's then connections become more difficult. So teaching, first of all, your vocabulary and how to identify and then practicing different ways that you can communicate that effectively. Definitely. I think that's, you know, communication is so important to us as human beings. We need to establish those connections. I think that is definitely really the way to get out there. But, you know, I want to ask on that subject as well, um, you know, people fault others sometimes for maybe being too blunt. And there mm-hmm. is that fine line between, you know, being considerate and telling the truth. How would you discern between those two? And, you know, when is it, is it ever better to tell a white lie than to hurt someone else's feelings? 
Ooh, that's such a good question. I love that question. And you know, it's something that I don't think anybody's ever asked me. And it's it's a really good distinction to, to tease those things out. Because here's the thing, people misunderstand expressing feelings to like airing out their problems or negative feelings or, you know, like being direct and kind of airing out everything. It's not about that. It's actually being true and authentic to who you are, what you're feeling, and letting people know about that. And by the way, that doesn't mean that it's always bad feelings. When it comes to like, especially dating, I tell people all the time, share your passions, share how you feel about something so that like the guy or the girl really, you know, feels you. Because I think people have this like negative connection to, oh, you got to express your feelings, that kind of thing. Um, Second thing, so all feelings, when I say express them, aren't bad. You know, it's it's both the good and the bad. Um, The second thing is you asked, well, is it better to tell a white lie? You know, I, I just like being honest and, and the vulnerable part of, of what's beautiful about really being honest with your feelings is that people will get you, people will feel you, they'll trust you more. And even if you wanted to say, I don't really feel comfortable answering that, I just, I have a weird feeling about what you're asking me, rather than just saying, uh, oh, no, 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 I'm totally fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just come clean and say, I, I'm not sure I, I, I know how to feel about that. That's being honest. And you're not lying. You're just not wanting to answer that question or whatever it is that, you know, you're dealing with. If we had time, we could even role play this. But um, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I'm explaining it. Yeah. Thank you. That is that is very clarifying because I I never know what to answer sometimes with when you know those those certain questions hit you and so now I'll know that I don't know and let them exactly. know about it and then be honest with that. Like I, I'll give you one quick example. There was this woman who she had a really hard time with conflict and there was um, a person at work that got her really angry and she just clamored up and she didn't say anything and she just kind of took it and then she exploded when she got home right and I said what would it be to just say that whatever she said to you made you feel something that you weren't sure what it was and to just go back and go at home pull in and then say I just need a few minutes to think about what you're telling me and that's yeah. fine. And then you can always go back to somebody later on and talk to them once you're clear on how you're feeling and what you want to express. Absolutely. I think that at the end of the day, <laughs> you want to be able to stabilize yourself. And yeah. Absolutely. I think that's great advice. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for all of this wonderful, as Joven said, food for thought. And <laughs> this has been an absolutely amazing conversation. And I loved hearing about all of your work and what you do to help others. Likewise. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Unfortunately, we are out of time today, but audience make sure to visit Kim at eliteimagemakeover.com and seltzerstyle.com spelled S E L T Z E R. And during the break, also be sure to check out our 501 C three literacy and positive media charity at be the star you are.org. I'm Brigitte Gia. 
And I'm Jovan Hundle. Be sure to also visit www.expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show. And when we come back, we'll be returning to our discussion on the gift of convenience. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Jovan Hundle on Express Yourself, and today's hour is all about the gift of convenience. And I'm Brigitte So in this last segment, Jovan and I will be having a discussion on convenience and everything about it, uh, how it's really defined our lives and what role it plays in the making of the world today. And so, you know, Jovan, I, I wanted to ask, what exactly is your definition of convenience and how do you find it in your everyday life? Well, yeah, so great question. Um, Convenience by itself, obviously, you know, it's just things that make everything easier. But I feel like the most convenient items are the ones that we don't really think about. So we've either become so reliant, for better or for worse, on these things, or it's just so ingrained into our daily routine now that we don't even think at all about how much time this is saving us, how much easier this is making something. I think that right there is the whole essence of convenience. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with you there is, uh, I think, the time saved because time, you know, is is so precious <laughs> to us as humans. Uh, we really, we need more time or, you know, we can never, we can't control time. So anything that saves time for us is definitely a great kind of convenient that we should really be grateful for. And, you know, in our lives today, we have a lot of time-saving things, a lot of time-saving devices, and in other ways, things are made convenient for us. We don't have to travel places to get certain things done, or we can travel there quicker than we ever could before. And of course, with the advent of the internet and different devices, apps on your smartphone. Your smartphone, in essence, is a huge convenience. I think that's definitely shaped our world today, and it's saving us both time and effort, I think, is another big one when we're talking about convenience. Those two together make something more or less convenient, is the amount of time that you need and the amount of effort that you're putting into something. And so, Jovan, I wanted to ask you, you know, do you think we're taking 
a lot of these different convenient things today for granted or do you think we appreciate them enough? Well, you know, it really, I feel, depends on what area of our life um, these things are going on in. So if it's something that maybe in the morning, a commute or anything to help us get ready in the morning, if that were to just shave a few minutes off our um, daily routine and we get to, I don't know, wake up 10 minutes later, I'm sure we'd all be grateful for. Um, (laughs) I think something like that, which is just more visible, more prevalent. I think those things, I'm sure a lot of us realize that and are grateful. But for the majority of things, like how I was saying before, um, they become so ingrained into our lives that we don't even think about them anymore. So I definitely think that those kinds of things we are taking for granted. Absolutely. I, you know, I definitely agree with you there is it depends on what we're talking about and some of the things that we've been speaking about on the show today. And we've been talking about connections. I think that a lot of the times we take for granted as well. We talked with Kim Seltzer about making connections and about, you know, our confidence and we take those for granted. I think we take the relationships we have with others for granted and we take our own state of mind for granted. Sometimes we think I'll be okay. I'll be able to take on this work or I'll be able to go on this life path because my mental state is all right. But then we don't consider the actual effort it takes to maintain some of that stuff. Right, right. And so, Joven, you know, moving on to kind of a more teen-centric sort of thing, do you feel that students today are more, they have things made more convenient for them? Yeah, so, um, again, it really, I feel, it kind of depends on uh, where you're talking about. So if you're saying uh, just compared to previous generations and just normal life things, then we definitely have a lot of things easier. If you think about Cynthia's chapter in the very first segment of today's show, and you compare that with our daily life, half of it sounded a foreign language to us. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think there are a lot of um, things that are definitely more convenient for us now, and we're going to continue to see stuff like that in the future. And so I want to ask you, Brigitte, um, do you think we're losing out on anything with all these more convenient items and stuff popping up? Uh, I think we are maybe losing a bit of that old timey sort of feel. But in actuality, we're we're gaining more time and we're removing the effort we need to do things. So I think we're gaining something at the end of the day. So thank you so much, Joven, for such an awesome conversation and for such an incredible show as well. With that, however, it is time to say farewell. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineers. Thank you to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Brigitte And I'm Joven Hundle. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. And until next week, remember, be kind, appreciate convenience, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. 
produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars could shine between the lines if you would let yourself.